Don't get behind. It's time to unwind. A conversation purely designed with you in mind. Welcome back to another episode of Pure Perspectives. Thanks for tuning in with us. My name is Mia. Hey, hey, it's Desiree. And I'm Jasmine. (laughs) You should have seen the face she made at me just now. (laughs) I always pause because I always assume either Desiree's going to say something or Jasmine's going to let it go. I was going to let it go this time. But you made a face and it said at all. Oh, well, (laughs) you shouldn't have looked at me because you knew I was going to (laughs) make Y'all, I deal with this every episode, every recording. I don't know what these two got going on. It's all love. Ooh, Corvette, Corvette. Corvette? I don't know what type of Corvette you be driving, but... I got the one to do like this. Jasmine just drove her Corvette off the road. I wish y'all could have seen it. That thing crashed. But today, we are talking about risks. And how taking risks can come with a little reward, you know. Or a big reward. A reward or whatever, a little bag. Um, and the risk we're talking about today is the risk of stepping into a male-dominated field. Ooh. Fun, fun. We breaking barriers, baby. Glass ceiling. And since I didn't step into a male-dominated field, and Desiree didn't step into a male-dominated <laughs> Actually, field. Actually. And me did a little bit because she a bartender. There'd be a lot of guy bartenders. And I, and boy, they don't look this good neither. I make the Why good money. <laughs> But we were bringing on a special guest that did study a different field in college and went into a male-dominated field once she graduated. So a little introduction. Alexis Montague is an alumna of the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. She graduated with a degree in systems engineering, minoring in mathematics, and statistics. Woo. Mm. Smart, smart. It's the statistics for me. It's, it's the knowledge It's the for mathematics me. for me. <laughs> it's the systems engineering for me. <laughs> Alexis now works as a manufacturing engineer for a company in Indianapolis who manufactures and markets products that simplify, automate, and innovate complex biomedical testing. I take it back. It's the biomedical testing for me. I'm just happy I didn't have to read that bio. Yeah, I was over here struggling. Hey, Alexis. Welcome, girl. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm over here trying to hold my laughter. No, girl, be weak. I was gonna say, let me let me give the the audience a little forewarning. Um, we're probably gonna laugh a lot. Like Alexis is one of my best friends, and like we call it, we say we have twin minds, which means like she be goofy, like I be goofy. So so if we start laughing, I keep can you. It's it's cool. It's it's cool. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm a dedicated fan to the podcast. I've, I've watched every episode and it Cheery. brings me closer to you guys. So Ooh, thank you so much. Because she's a large I really appreciate it. She a, I know. A real one. <laughs> no, literally every time Alexis is like, I felt like I'm a part of the conversation too when I be listening. And we're like, you I know, know what? I listen to it now you are. At the gym. <laughs> I listen to it at the gym, and then I find myself talking back, and I know people are looking at me like, "Who is she talking?" Y'all, y'all wanna know what's funny? <laughs> the, the most, the most, the three of us ever probably go to the gym is when we in Alexis's ears on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, at least you doing it. That's funny because y'all That's be true. going. It's funny because it's true. No, no, we go, we go every day with Alexis. Facts. It's a beautiful thing. That's funny. Well, we're gonna dive into this lovely conversation right after the ad break. Hey, y'all. 
We are excited to be affiliates with Hum Nutrition. If you've been looking to improve on your beauty and wellness in 2021, make sure you're listening. Hum Nutrition is a natural supplement line that has unique and ultra-specific formulations designed around fuller hair, stronger nails, dry skin, acne and breakouts, fine lines, digestive support, stress, energy, and weight. It's made in the USA, sustainably sourced, non-GMO ingredients that are free of soy, gluten, artificial colors, and it's backed by clinical results, which is just one of the things that we love most about it. Show us the results! Another great thing about Hum is if you aren't sure which of their products is the right one for you, they have a quick quiz that gives you a personalized list of product recommendations from a registered dietitian. Hum has been featured in Refinery29, Vogue, Forbes, and Allure, just to name a few. If that doesn't make you want to try it out, we aren't sure what will. Oh, wait. Actually, we are. If you follow the link in the episode notes and use the code HUM10 at checkout, you can get $10 off of your first order. Yeah, we said 10. And honestly, we wouldn't be offended if you pause the episode right now to go place your order. We'll We'll always always be here. But this offer probably won't. Before we hop into it, y'all want to talk about how we know Alexis. I got the funniest story, but I ain't going to tell the full story. I'm not story. even going to lie. I don't even <laughs> remember the first time that I, I feel like I don't even remember the first time that I actually met her. I feel like I just like kind of kept seeing her and like I had already met her. Mm-hmm. So it was like, mm-hmm. hey girl, but I don't really remember the Because of like the just the time. circle of friends that we had. Everybody. Yeah, we black and we went to USC Charlotte. So <laughs> everybody yeah, I feel like we always saw each other. I think we really, I got to really know you guys when I joined state. Yeah, right. Yeah. For sure. That I was, was definitely going to say when I really got to know you guys. Yeah. I like my S in front of my In front of my E, my S to the A. F to the E. Oh, I'm scared of both of y'all. I wish, I wish, I wish y'all could have saw me and Jasmine's face just now because I got so scared when y'all talking about that one. But y'all didn't used to do the one in the morning where he would be like, "I'm alive, awake, and alert, enthusiastic." We would be like, (laughs) "I would do it." I would be pissed off. Like, I am not alive, awake. None of the above. Yeah, I'd be like, "I'm alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic." Yeah, and everybody right. looks at me like, Alexis, please stop. Shut up. <laughs> you had all the energy. Yeah, I I agree with all that. Like, I mean, I met Alexis through say We got a real funny story about how we became best friends, but I don't know if the audience need to hear all that. But just know. Just know. That was rough. Just know God put us in each other's life for a reason, but he had a real funny way of doing it. A real funny way. Like, I... <laughs> I'll be laughing thinking about it because looking back, that situation was wild. But all I will say on it is y'all know we've talked in the past how Desiree is like, I'm always the ride or die friend. Like, it don't matter what time of the night you call me, I'm going to be up. That's how me and Alexis shifted into best friends because that thing called me at like three in the morning. And for some reason, I woke woke straight up and then we was in the library the whole night. There was a lot of there was a lot of things that happened in between. But (laughs) the rest was history, period. That was that. That's the beauty of friendships. I do agree with. I definitely, I definitely think God puts people in your life Mm -hmm. for a reason because I think about that all the time, and I think about if that situation wouldn't have happened, I would have never met you, and then I would have never met or I I knew you guys, but I wouldn't have really became friends with you guys if that makes sense. So, and a hundred percent, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I a hundred percent, God needed to put us in each other's life because everybody Mm. know. 
<laughs> he knew we needed that. He knew we needed Alexis. Well, he knew. And she, she a lifelonger. Like, that girl going to be goofy. standing next to me at my wedding type thing. So, you know, it was meant to be. I really it's so funny because like me and Alexis over here giggling but I wish I could tell them the whole story but there's other people involved so I don't want to do that but when I say we're not sending out consent forms (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's such a wild like audience on the NDA I'm gonna say for the audience listening (laughs) just think it was it was like the most wild like thing that could have happened like just think that it was a very wild event and so now that you know a little bit about why we're going to be doing a lot of laughing and stuff on this episode, let's dive into the real topic. <laughs> so, Alexis, what made you want to go into engineering? So I, growing up as a kid, I was always that type of person that was so interested in how things went together. Or I'd be the one messing with the remote, trying to break them and take them apart. And my parents would look at me like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> so Girl, turn my TV I'm, back on. Right. <laughs> I was just always really curious on how things worked. And I mean, growing up through school, I was really good at at math and science. So that kind of just went hand in hand for me. And then lucky enough for me, my high school offered like an engineering focused program um, for high school students. So that kind of got my fingers on it a little bit more. And so then once I got to college, I pretty much had an idea of what I wanted to do. I just wasn't quite sure on what I wanted to focus on. So I think, and then I think, also having that both of my parents are very technical. Um, my mom, she's a software engineer. And then my dad, he's um, really big in IT and cybersecurity. Um, I think that kind of helped also mold me a little bit. So I kind of had that, I guess, just kind of growing up. So it's, it was in your blood and your right. DNA? Yeah, I was going to say it was <laughs> destined for this. I, I was going to say, I always be like, Alexa's family's so smart. Because both her parents are so smart. Like, and she's so smart. Like, I don't know what, what was in their food growing up that she was eating. But yeah, that's a smart family. <laughs> smart family. Super intelligent. Because, ooh, math? Mm, nope. No, thank you. <laughs> so... I'm I'm sure because of your parents, you had like a little bit of knowledge of, you know, the field. But how aware were you that it was a male dominated field before you went to college? So when I think about that question, I feel like I I don't think I really noticed it until I started seeing, I guess, like when I would visit my mom at work, you know, when she would bring me in for lunch or something. If I had the day off, I went to a doctor's appointment, I would go in the office with her and I would notice, you know, hey, there's not really that many, you know, women that work in her area or, you know, the same with my dad. And then I think when I got to high school and I did like the engineering focused classes, I noticed that not a lot of girls really seemed to sign up for those classes. But I think it didn't really hit me until, yeah, about that high school range. And I would do like the extracurricular activities that focused on more of the technical stuff. I noticed that. And also just seeing movies, like what is the name of that movie about, um, Gosh, it just slipped my mind. The movie no, about the woman that was, uh, she was working with NASA. Hidden figures? Hidden figures? Yes, Hidden Figures. Ooh, yes, like, even, go when watch, <laughs> even when you watch movies like that. So I think when I started seeing that, I think that's when I started noticing, like, hey, I'm starting to tap into an area where I'm, you know, I'm also a minority. Yeah, I was going to say that's important, too. It's, it's and white dominated as well yeah so then I started seeing like hey like you know 
mm, and maybe there's not a lot of people that are going to be similar to me, you know, in this area or this field that I'm interested in. Yeah, I could see that, especially you kind of mentioning the background of your parents. You would probably kind of grow up thinking, oh, well, this is normal. Right. And then you Since enter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you enter the atmosphere. And you're like, hold up. Wait a minute. Everybody <laughs> off work today. What's going on? <laughs> What's happening here? It's the holiday. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so, no, that's and that's a good point, Desiree, because when I grew up to me at first, it, it seemed normal because, like you said, my parents did it. So. But then when I started meeting other people's parents and just kind of like growing up and starting to see a little bit more, I, I noticed that, oh, it's not as common as I thought it was. Yeah. And something I guess I didn't really. Well, I, I guess I've obviously thought about it before. But now that you've answered these first two questions and I'm thinking about it, because like, I guess there aren't that many black women in the field. Like you said, you kind of got that passed down from your parents if other people don't have that same experience then maybe that's the reason that they're not like I want to go into engineering because mm-hmm. they don't even see it because like for me my mom was in business so I was like yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna just do business like that's what she did I'm just following her footsteps so if they're not seeing it that's probably just another reason on top of everything else to be an issue mm-hmm. yeah and I, I definitely agree with the fact that it has to do with exposure because I do feel like if I wasn't exposed to it, I never would have thought that it was something that I could do. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the fact that my high school offered that engineering program, I think if they wouldn't have, I don't know if I would have actually stuck to it as much as I did. But I, I definitely agree that if you if you don't see those things, you might not really think of it as an option for you or right. something that you can do, you know. I love how you said that about exposure because, you know, me and Alexis, like we've talked about this before. Me and her have like similar interests when we were younger like I was really good at at math and science too and actually when I started like getting to the age to look at colleges NC State was like really interested in me going there for engineering but I Mm -hmm. literally I had never known anyone that was an engineer or like that didn't sound intriguing to me at all like I was like yeah like I love math like to this day like I love math I'm I've always been good at it but I never had someone around me especially someone that looked like me that was an engineer so it's so funny because mm-hmm. in my mind I was thinking like oh no that's gonna be lame I don't want to go be no engineer mm-hmm. but like oh I might have missed out on a bag that with that money one. Ain't lame. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I mean and even like you said engineering like it's such a vague term but people don't mm-hmm. really understand that there's multiple different types of engineers and engineering so it's like it, can, it goes on and on. There's so much you can do, but it's like Jasmine was saying that, that having that exposure to people that can kind of talk to you a little bit more about it, you know? So I know at one time, like you had a professor, which I'm not sure which class it was. Again, I just remember you, you know, speaking on this story, but you had a professor that made a statement somewhere along the lines that your classwork would, you know, be too difficult for you due to the fact that you were a woman. Um, was this, you know, regular thing for people to try to discourage you from even entering the engineering field or, you know, were people trying to push you or suggest things they believe would be easier for you to do? So that particular instant, what had happened was, is I was taking a course at UNC Charlotte. Um, and it was, that was when I was actually majoring in mechanical engineering. It was my second year in the program. We were studying for a exam and I you know your professor sets up office hours where you can go in and ask questions for anything that you don't understand so I went to the office hours and I was like you know hey like I saw that you gave us like a practice exam that we could you know go over before we take the actual exam and I had a couple questions because I just wasn't really understanding I guess the way he was solving the problem so I was just trying to get a 
a bit better understanding. And so when I went to his office to get help, he basically sat me down and said, if you don't understand these simple concepts, then maybe you shouldn't be an engineer. And so when he made that comment, I immediately immediately got really emotional because for me, I already have to show up and I feel like I have to prove myself to everyone because like I said, in most of my classes, not only was I the only girl, it might be two or three girls in there, but I was the only, you know, black person or the only black woman in the classroom. So I already felt a little, you know, not as up to speed with everyone else just because I, you know, I didn't have like my little group or anything. So it kind of made me a little emotional and step back. Yeah, that's a little crazy because it's like I already (laughs) like put myself out there to come to your office hours to say that I don't necessarily understand it and get your help. And you're basically saying, well, if you don't understand it, then you don't need to do it. What are your office hours for? (laughs) Yeah. And so then like after he said that, he he pulled out the cards. He put the deck of cards on the table and then he started randomly putting like he put like a eight of spades and something else. He was trying to tell me to add them up to some type of equation. So I just stopped him. I said, you know what? What does this have to do with my assignment? And he he said, well, I'm trying to see if you have basic uh, skills with adding numbers. He was I think he was intentionally trying to, you know, antagonize me. So then I started, I started getting really emotional. I get really emotional when I get upset. And that's one thing I hate because, Same you know, though. as a woman, you don't worst. want to show that. And so when I started tearing up because I was trying to speak, he said, you know what? I apologize. Maybe I shouldn't speak to you this way because I'm not used to dealing with female students. And so once he said oh, that, you God. guys, that, that took me out. I'm not going to lie. I had a couple of tears start come out. <laughs> Oh, because I was yeah. so angry and I was so upset. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm trying my best. I'm not doing the best in the class, but, you know, I'm still, you know, trying. Mm-hmm. And I had no help from him. I had no help from the TA. So it was just me trying to figure, you know, figure things out on my own. So I had to just walk out of his office hours and just let it go. And, you know, I probably would have walked out after that first own. comment because <laughs> I definitely yeah. cannot hold my tears when I get angry. Ooh. Yeah, I would have yeah, had to walk was- out. <laughs> That was probably my most uncomfortable situation that I've been in in college and professor wise too as well. So, and so did you like did you stay <laughs> yeah. in that class? Like, how did you navigate that situation? Like going to that class every day, knowing how he, he felt, yeah, or reacted. So to the situation? I, I did, I did thug it out. You guys, I thugged it out. I went, I you know, I still studied. I still went to class. I tried to get with a couple of friends that I had in that class to. Still push through. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't do well in that class. My grade at the end of the semester was not a successful grade. I passed the class, but it was not the grade I wanted. Um, But I think for me, it's small wins. (laughs) Yeah. But for me, I think it just taught me that, you know, not everyone is rooting for you. And, you know, I definitely think that specific professor didn't give me the same amount of respect that he gave other students. Oh, that's, for that's sure. For sure. Yeah, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have talked to, not to be rude, but he wouldn't have talked to those other normal engineering students like that. So and, that's a little yeah. crazy. And he wouldn't do no pop-up math quiz on them if they tried to ask for help. Like yeah, he, I feel like he was trying to be he funny was, pulling out some cards. He was disrespectful I on a lot of he... levels to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> were we playing a game? We playing space? <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought we were going to play a 
card game. I thought he, I don't know what he was doing, but that, that actually really took me out. I called my mom after that crying because Girl, I was just like. And you called me after too. And I was mad. Yeah. I said, yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. I, was I, said I said, we finna roll up in this professor office hours. Like, what's good? Where he at? <laughs> I was just listening. I was upset. And I was like, mad. if this was my child, you know, yeah, I would have. Yeah. I would have burned you as he tried yeah. to down. What? I'm not, boy. Mom, <laughs> I'll knock all this over. <laughs> My, I was gonna say my parents gonna be sitting front row his next class like Shoot. what's good we would be with the chancellor I don't know what you talking about but look at you now yeah, so right. look at you now he was wrong so my yeah, he was. my question like with all that was like was that you said that was your worst instance of course but like did you have any other professors that like tried to like do the same thing like act like stuff would be too hard for you or be like oh you yeah. should try a different major you know yeah, I mean, and he he actually, he made that comment, too. Like, maybe I should switch to finance or something that's oh. not. He would make comments like, it's, that's not as difficult. He made those statements um, in our conversation. And even growing up, like, in middle school, when um, I was taking pre-calc, mm-hmm. my pre-calc teacher, she even made a statement that you're never going to be successful in mathematics and that I just need to understand that. Why oh, my mom, my mom handled you? that one. <laughs> My mom handled that one for me. I bet she. I bet that teacher looked really stupid when your mama, who you know has the job she has, pulled up. Right, like who like, are you? Who are you? Uh, like, do you know who yeah. I am? <laughs> and I've had my my good and bad. Uh, but there are the some out there that just don't want to see you win and don't want to try to help you to get to where you want to be. Always. And it it really sucks. And I mean, even I've had people who aren't my professors make comments like, you know, why do you want to be an engineer? Is that something that you should do? Like, and it just kind of makes you feel like, well, it makes you questioning yourself. Like, well, am I capable of being an engineer? Should right. I be doing and this? And you should are. I, you're very you know, capable. Something else? And yeah. <laughs> you're very capable. Like you... It always would amaze me, like, how people could try to say stuff to you like that. Or maybe you should do something easier. Like, you are capable of whatever you put your mind maybe to. Maybe you like, should mind your business and do your job. Honestly. Right. professor, not life coach. <laughs> and yeah. especially the fact that you're, I know how um, successful your parents are. So, like, those comments used to blow my mind. Because like, it'd be so funny if Alexis popped up with her parents. Like, it's like, this is where I come from. Like, are you going to talk the same I tune to me now? Down. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I just felt like that kind of ties into, like, when we had our episode talking about like the lessons we learned in Mm -hmm. 2020 just going back to the aspect of nobody's going to ride harder for you than Than you you, period so like Mm -hmm. i'm sure that those are those yeah instances Mm -hmm. (laughs) she said i I listened to that one (laughs) i like that episode (laughs) i was taking notes oh i love to hear it (laughs) (laughs) how would you say that you felt being the only woman of color in your classes organizations etc during your educational career that's actually a good question. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's a bit intimidating. And I know a lot of people don't like to admit that, but I'm going to be honest. It's a little bit intimidating because I feel like once you see people that look like you or I don't know, it's just like feeling like you have that sense of community. I feel like I didn't have that throughout my college courses, but I had it within my like safe or National Society of Black Engineers. That was more so my community where I felt more comfortable to be myself and people that could relate to me because I felt like a lot of times I felt isolated especially in the classrooms because you know I wasn't that person that people wanted to pick to be their partner for a project or you know things like that just because I don't know I feel like I don't really 
Like, if you guys know what I look like. People always tell me, tell me I don't look like an engineering student. I do. Student point. Or she I don't y'all dress. Offer, ooh, ooh, that girl I do. Bad. I do actually no, know what you look girl, like. <laughs> that girl bad boy. She, yeah, she, no. She, no, she, she brought right. it up. That, that waist is nice and stitched. It's the lack of waist for oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, they might they might have a point. She looks more like a model than an engineer than me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but. I just feel like people, there was like a perceived, like a they had a different perception of me mm-hmm. when they looked at me. So I just didn't have that sense of community within my my classes. So like I got that outside of it, like through Safe and Nesby and stuff like that. So it definitely was uh, not welcoming, I would say, for me. That's just my personal experience. Yeah, because you know you walk in the first day and be like, okay, let me see who's up in here. Yeah. If I don't see nobody, I'm be like, Girl, that was me and my political science classes. I was finding the closest black person to sit next to because I already know what was going to go down in them I classes. I know what's up. I know Actually, what's going to happen in them Actually, I was the first courses. one in class. I wanted to see everybody else yeah. come in. But then I did have like those few classes where I would have my little group, but it would usually be a group with just all the minorities together. So yeah. I did like that. It was so crazy. <laughs> one group, one group, and everybody I know. else is just. Y'all do have to. That's we did. We did go to a PWI. Y'all. We did, but it's like, dang. But we need still. to be on the up and up. <laughs> we are better than some. I will. Yeah, didn't we become a minority majority like halfway through our time there? So we have more diversity than some schools. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made it. We actually do. So you you were just talking about, you know, your what felt like home to you was the National Society of Black Engineers, which she was Madam President of. Let me just throw that out there. My girl was a president. Thank you. Thank you. you. President and a queen. (laughs) Right. In her her time. I was going to say, yeah, she was Miss Collegiate 100 as well. This girl got honors and medals and titles behind her. Oh, my God. (laughs) So you said that that was like what felt like home to you, but what benefits did you gain from being part of the organization? So I think for me, um, Nesby definitely brought out a different side of confidence within me because I was able to be around a group of engineers who had, you know, similar values to me, all similar backgrounds and a similar understanding um, in general, just of the things and hardships that I have to go through as a, you know, minority engineering student. So that was like my safe space to really grow. They definitely pushed me. Um, they helped me professionally, um, especially with my resume. I owe that all that all to Nesby, all my Nesby friends. You guys know who I'm talking about. And just helping me with that career development and especially our conventions that we would have with the career fair, having that experience to talk to all these companies um, that are looking for those minority students to hire. So Nesby definitely, I think, helped me and I grow a lot throughout college and I don't know what I would have done if I didn't join Nesby so I I was in Nesby since I heard about it so I think I was in Nesby since my freshman year so yeah I enjoyed Nesby (laughs) I think that's important that you were able to like you know kind of find that sense of a family especially in that area of studies and just kind of going off of the experiences you've talked about I think that was important to have yeah and finding it early Mm -hmm. as well because like you said those different things that people were saying to you maybe if you didn't have that community those may have been comments that would have been like okay maybe I don't need to do this anymore but because you kind of had that community you knew other people it was like okay I can do this yeah and I would like to know like Finding it within engineering was important because if you guys like know you and see Charlotte, they keep the engineering community oh, segregated yeah, from the, the rest of us. The I know. So, I hate it so, much. so like, like I fell down that little yeah. hill that they have. <laughs> <laughs> 
trying to walk all the way over there. I'm like, why can't my classes be over here? That was Ooh. your first mistake. Well, walking. I was going to say. <laughs> what I was going to say was like, although, you know, like Jasmine, me and Desiree have like different majors. Well, me and Desiree kind of shared some of our courses, but we would like, we could tend to have classes like with each other or see each other around. Something. Engineers, baby, they keep y'all all the way over there. So if you didn't have your community within within the engineers, like you wouldn't have had no one to talk to. Right. So. But y'all was living nice over there. Oh, yeah, we did have it. It looks real beautiful. Real nice. (laughs) (laughs) We were slumming it, but I had fun. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked a lot about, like, your collegiate career and everything like that. Um, So speaking a little bit about what you do now, how would you say that you measure success in your job? And do you believe that the risk you took in college has brought you success? I think I'm personally trying to work on how I measure success, just being completely transparent with you guys is something that I'm like thinking of on a regular day basis because I feel like right now um, I measure my success based off like you know people noticing my contribution saying you know hey good job or thanks for Mm -hmm. doing this or this looks really great those kind of you know compliments that you get at work when you turn things in or you know you might solve something that you thought would take you a few weeks and it only took you a few days you know things like that the external yeah. praise rather than the internal praise. Yeah. And so like I've been reading this book called um, How Women Rise by I think her name is Sally Hel- Helgenson and Marshall Goldsmith. Um, and it basically just talks about like, um, you know, 12 habits that could be holding you back from your next raise or your next job and et cetera, et cetera. Because I think that sometimes I get too caught in my head on, you know, am I doing a good job and things like that. So I guess I got a little deep in that question when Jasmine asked me <laughs> originally. But um, I definitely think that a lot of the risks that I took in college and pushing myself, even th- when things were tough, and even now, like the risks that I take at work, you know, things that I know that other people might think, you know, why is she doing that? Or is that a good idea? But I do it anyway because I'm confident enough in myself that it might work out. I think that those risks are being noticed and people are seeing that, you know, hey, like she can take ownership. She can, you know, she can handle things on her own. And I, I really like that aspect of it. You better go all right. And I like how you're being transparent. You're not just like yeah, it's, saying, it's all oh, good. I've made nice. it here. I'm good now. Yeah. Like you're still yeah, growing. Yeah, it's still a working process. Yeah. I definitely think growing in general is an ongoing process. Like I still feel like even though I graduated, I'm still working on myself and I'm still working on my confidence. So I'm I'm a lot more confident now than I was, you know, then in college, but I'm still, you know, pushing myself because I know that there's more out there for me, you know? And I like that. You keep going, girl, but (laughs) shoot to the sky. Yes. (laughs) But I can also see how with that aspect, do you like have that, sense of pressure that you have to be the best at everything that you do in that field? And if so, how are you planning on navigating that? I actually was listening to one of your episodes and Desiree specifically, I think it was you who said that you put a lot of pressure on yourself. I do, girl. I think I, re- <laughs> I, relate, yeah. <laughs> I relate to that a lot because I think I put, I set the standard for myself already. And then I think on top of that, I feel like I have to surpass everyone else's expectation because of the fact that you know what we talked about being a minority and not having a lot of people look like you so I feel like and also me being young I'm only 25 years old and I'm an engineer and 
I'm sometimes I'm telling people that are way older than me what to do. And I think that, you know, that's not something that they're used to and that they see every day. So then I feel like I have to prove myself even more that I know what I'm talking about and that, you know, I have just as much knowledge on certain topics that they do. And so I think that I definitely tend to do that a lot. Yeah. And especially I could see like that aspect being in a field where there's not many people that look like you and you kind of feel like this sense of, oh, I have to be the face. So I've got to mm-hmm. do this right yeah. and that right. Yeah, and like not I have to be any... the representative. So yeah. it has to be perfect. Yeah. I feel like I'm still navigating that a little bit, like trying to weave my way through how I'm going to navigate that. But I think for me right now, I've just been, I listen to podcasts a lot because I think that helps ground me. I listen to it at work. I listen to it when I work I out her, because y'all. it gets I just that love sense her. of, we didn't pay her to say this. Yeah, like, this, this, is, y'all this, free, this free advertisement. You did not. This is just me being honest with you guys. I listen to your podcast. I also, I'm really deep into my faith and trying to strengthen my relationship with God because I, I'm a true believer that my confidence that I have in God is the confidence that I show people. Amen. So that's something that I've been trying to strengthen so that way I can be confident enough in myself to say, you know, hey, you know, I don't have to prove myself to anyone. I just need to be genuinely myself and that should be enough, you know. So it's the process. Yeah, in the process, yes. So that's kind of how I'm going about it right now. <laughs> so I know you said like you're still growing yourself. So like as the engineering field as a whole grows, are you hopeful that more women will start entering into the field? Yes. And honestly, I know like, especially on social media, I follow this page. I think it's called She's Too STEM. And they've been posting a lot of women that, you know, are graduating or that are doing really, you know, good things in the engineering field or the STEM field in general. So I'm really hoping that the more people share their experiences like you guys allowed me to do today. And the more that younger girls especially see, you know, that they have the opportunity to become an engineer, if that's something that they might be interested in. I'm really hoping that in the next few years that the whole idea of what an engineer looks like or who fits the description changes, because I think that's the one thing that tends to steer people away. Yeah, definitely. Because I know that's one thing when I tell people that I'm an engineer, they look at me like, what? You're an engineer. Like you a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, like going, I know, and I'm just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> going back on what I said, that's kind of the same thing that steered me away from it. Cause like I remember you took them tests like in school and it's like, what should you go into college for? And my thing always said engineering. I'm like, that doesn't even sound like me. So it steered me away from it for sure. And that's funny because as I became friends with you, I used to always be like, Yeah, I love doing that stuff too as a kid. Like maybe the tests were onto something. I'm worried. But I <laughs> yeah, think I never took that. Test. It's the representation you did, honey. We yeah. all took it. Well, I don't cool. know what it told me. But probably what you doing. <laughs> I think probably something about helping people. But yeah, so that representation really does matter. And yeah, I love seeing women in the engineering field. I wish I could go back and join the engineering field. You can. There ain't no time frame. Go ahead. It isn't. Yeah, what they say. Well, I look like at my big old age going back to school. school. (laughs) I think I had to start when I was still smart. I I think as the years I think as the years go on, I feel like the knowledge of math is making excuses away. Not you said you wanted to do it and you making excuses two I seconds said, after. I wish I could go back, but unfortunately, <laughs> time don't work like that. So all I got to do is push forward oh with what I got now. Mm. But yeah, no, Alexis really made me want to like do engineering. So that representation right there, like 
it doesn't get better than that. Like she makes me want want to be like, oh, I want to be a smart engineer making that money, <laughs> cause baby. <laughs> <laughs> she told me what her test was like one time. I said, "Girl, I let me let me stick with my little marketing degree because I would have failed." <laughs> you hear me? That, that's why you got to go into the right field of engineering, like she said, different fields, Boy, them things, different fields. She was like, "It was like three questions." That oh was, yeah, they were short answers. I said, what? Three questions? Oh, yeah. yeah. Those that's tests it. will have you crying if you don't know two of them. You might as well walk out. <laughs> yeah, cut it because it's not gonna get that thirty. 30%. And then you don't even get all of the first question right. You you were just so yeah. confident, and now you only got a half a point for that. And some classes are like you know that you look at the syllabus. All it is is the four tests. That is the class. So no girl, you, four they got no some, homework. Some be two. Some be two tests, nope. three questions each. Like I got to get it right. Yeah. She's smart, y'all, because I wouldn't have made it. And so just to kind of, you know, close off this podcast episode, say, for instance, that we do have a listener right now that's listening to this episode and they are struggling with the completion of their degree in engineering, or maybe they are struggling even kind of going into the engineering field. What kind of advice or encouragement would you give them? I would just say, you know, just be yourself. And just know your worth and know what you have to offer. And I mean, just be confident in yourself because at the end of the day, like you guys said, no one's gonna, you know, root for you like you are. So I think that that's one thing I learned a little later. So I wish I would have had that confidence going into it, especially when I first started my engineering degree, because there's gonna be some things that you're gonna encounter. There's gonna be some hard exams. There's gonna be some times where you wanna give up and you rather go to the parties and stay up and stay, you know, study all night or vice versa. But you have to just, you know, make those sacrifices and just know that, you know, at the end of the day, if this is something that you really want, you'll work hard for it now and reap the benefits later. So right, you could party whenever. Honestly. Yeah. You can throw you can a party, party harder actually after you, you get You really the ain't even supposed to be drinking the first half of college anyway. So. Right. Now, she said party. She ain't say nothing about drinking. Well, kinda kinda got, so what y'all doing at y'all parties? They kind of, yeah. What you doing at your party? Smoking cigarettes. That really disgusting. No. That's the only thing you old enough to do. Girl. <laughs> that really bothered me. <laughs> Imagine that. And then they changing like the age of stuff for that too now. Like you can't buy good cigars up till you're 21 now, uh, right? Good. I thought you were talking about alcohol. Uh, I was about to say they about to be sick. <laughs> okay, Alexis. But I, I would also say that it's important to find your community though in school too. Because I think getting back to that point, if I wouldn't have joined Nesby or even if I wouldn't have joined SAFE, I don't think I would have did as well as I did after I joined those organizations because I feel like that gave me that faith to, you know, with the yeah, same drive to one of Same drive. There you go. Yeah, I think that that really helps to push you and keep you motivated and keep you going. I would just like to say, if you listening, we strongly recommend SAFE. All of us were SAFE yes. counselors. Join safe. If you're going into UNC Charlotte as a freshman and like you, you know, might not know who's going to be there, like are nervous about starting college, look into the safe program. Yeah, for it's real. I low-key wish I did safe. Yeah, I wish I, I did, did it because too. I wasn't, I didn't want to go to school if I'm being completely honest. You can move in early too. Home. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't if you, that part. And if you want to be a safe counselor, it's <laughs> between you and me, it's a paid job. But yeah, yeah. it's fun. It, it, it's fun. fun. I love it. It might look a little different, like going through the pandemic, but safe is a great thing. Um, great community there. I'm cool with like everyone we were in safe with. Like we all have each other on social media. Like 
cool with all of them. Great right, people. Yeah. And like she talked about that community. That's the community. Oh, yeah. Like, One that will be with yeah. you your whole life. Uh, hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> we're funny. We just funny in general. We are. We're funny people. I miss the safe choir. I really miss the safe Girl, choir. I heard it wasn't the same since you know our our group, but it's cool. I know. We was in there singing. We was in there singing. Because we had John. John was leading us. I know. Okay, Alexis. I love- so you know the drill. It's the end of the episode. You know, we got to leave our listeners with a little tip of the week. And since you're the guest, the tip is on you. So what's your tip for the week? So I feel like my tip is a little bit repetitive. That's okay. But I would just say that my tip of the week is to be confident because you are capable and always be unapologetically you. Period. I'm put, boy, I'm going to put that on my little quote thing. You just changed it. I did. So it's going to have to wait till next till next week. But it's going to go up. Thanks yes. for being on, Alexis. This was a great episode. Thank you, guys. She's going to be listening to wait. herself. Like... And she's going to be weak. <laughs> I'm going to be disgusted with my voice. I know I am. I girl. know. Girl. I am every week. I, okay. I hate my voice. I don't even like listening to this, but it's cool. It's okay. I be skipping <laughs> my voice sometimes. I just be listening to Desiree and me. I'd be like, oh, oh my gosh, a mess. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, just think whenever no. you have those moments where you're disgusted with your voice, be like, you know, my perspective is probably helping someone. So I'm capable. Yeah. And That's unapologetically true. me. And this is my voice. Yeah, all right. Oh, God. <laughs> Alexis told me. Alexis told me it don't matter. I could talk on here because it's my voice. Unapologetic. <laughs> Fix it, Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and follow us on our social media. Don't forget to share our podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever. Also, if you have a topic or want our perspective and or advice on anything, send us a message via our social media, which are located in the episode notes. Or you can always email us at pureperspectivespodcast at gmail.com. Who knows? It might be part of our next discussion. As always, thank you for your continued support, and we'll see you again real soon.